<laughs> Welcome back to the Pure Steel Podcast. I am Louis P. Schreier. And I'm the headlocker, Austin Addison. And yes, like always, everybody, this podcast is 100% pure steel. And sex appeal. So, um, one thing about being really appealing, everybody, is uh, I got this beautiful beard, and so does Austin. Yeah, even with the new style. Amazing. Got Amazing the, beard. Got the fucking Victor Creed going here. Yeah. Victor! <laughs> Amazing beards. We got it going on, everybody. Our beards, I'm going to tell you this right now, top notch, all thanks to Lip Beard Company. I'm going to tell you this right now, Lip Beard Company is 100% American. 100% American. Better known. Bet, yeah, and 100% better known. Anthony, amazing over there. I'm going to tell you this right now. Anthony, he's over there, he messes me, but I, I, we probably talk probably three times a week. He's over there saying, hey, Louie, hey, bro, I'm dipping fucking beardos right now. He sends me a picture. I see it firsthand. I know it's getting done. This guy is awesome. He makes the best beard oils, period. All fucking wax dip bottles, too, like the fucking high-end bourbon. Or in this case, fucking whiskey, what we got here tonight. Yeah, we got Maker's Mark going on tonight, everybody, that we drank all of. Because, because I, we're going to get that later on. Later on, you know, by a couple minutes here, you're going to hear why. <laughs> but... But, uh, you know, seriously, like, Anthony over there at Lip Beard Company hand dips his bottles. It's all organic ingredients. Yeah, you can, you know, if you look up his ingredients list, you can read everything. Like, dummies like me and Austin, we can read it. Yep. First hand, it's, it's fucking awesome, man. It's, like, seriously, like, this is a 100%, 100% Wisconsin-made beard oil company. This is right here in our state of Wisconsin. This is everything that you should want in a company. You know, shit you can read. Makes local. you local. Yep. Well, for us, local. Right, yeah. Um, you can see it. You, you know, you can look up his product list. You can see everything he makes. It's This stuff's awesome. Um, and on top of it, he's a veteran. He's trying to make his way throughout this, you know, COVID world. And, like, you know, guys like me, COVID beards. Have you seen this mop, the head I got? Yeah, you need a fucking haircut. I don't, because I'm... We'll get to that here in a second. Throw the hat back on. Um, so like, he makes incredible beard oil, hand-dipped. Everything he does is hand-dipped. Everything, you know, handmade, hand-dipped, through the line. Like, like our maker's Mark tonight, he takes the bottle, dumps it in, we get the wax, set it down. It's done, it's good, good to go. He sends it to you. He gives you a handwritten letter saying, "Hey, motherfucker, thank you very much." You know, you may not use the Pure Steel podcast code, which is Steel. You get ten percent off for your loved ones if you use the cold word Steel. And then you can, you know, stocky stuffers, amazing. If I got stocky stuffers of Flip uh, Beer Company, you know, like one to ten level of excitement. Period. Like, question. Ten. I got the I got I got the Wisconsin Old Fashion upstairs. I got the Tech of Cedar upstairs. I need to get the naughty list. I'm going to get the naughty list. I love the product. It's amazing. Like, have you seen this thing in my face? Yeah. How's it look? Fucking sweet. Okay. You know how hard I worked on this thing? Not at all. <laughs> Seriously, Lip Beard Company takes care of all of it. I got an amazing, sexy mane in my face. You know, even when they get sexy at night, toss on the old beard chest. 
You know what I'm saying? Right? The fucking hamburger meat fucking hanging out. Look at that. Yeah, fuck, there it is. There it is. I showed it to Austin. We're not on YouTube <laughs> quite yet, but we're almost there. Anyways, Lid Beard Company, 10% off. You use the code word STEEL. And uh, on that note, we have an uh, absolute phenomenal guest tonight, Uncle I'm Hack. pumped. Uncle yeah, Hack. Yeah, Uncle Hack. We're both really pumped tonight, um, Uncle Hack of the Uncle Hack podcast. Number one in Canada, even though he may tell you otherwise later on in the show. He might tell you otherwise. Anyway, you know, he's awesome. This guy knows a lot. He's 5-3 as a mixed martial artist. He is absolutely hilarious. He is full of excitement. He's he's the Alberta, um, come on man, Alberta rattlesnake. Did I get it? Yeah. <laughs> Did I get it right? You got it. Okay. He is the Alberta camp or rattlesnake. He is uh he he kicked ass tonight for us. So in other words, everybody enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. And uh, on this note, welcome Uncle Hack. Hello? Hack, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. So this guy joining us here tonight, he comes all the way from Alberta, Canada. This is the fucking Tabor Hall of Famer that should be there. He went 5-3 and three as a professional MMA fighter. He is an aspiring stand-up comedian, and he also hosts his own podcast called the Uncle Hack Podcast. And this show is the biggest goddamn show Canada's ever seen. It's humongous. So on that note, Hack, how are you doing? <laughs> Good. I don't know who's doing your fact-checking, but they should be fired. <laughs> well, he, he actually didn't show up tonight, so I don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> well, he must have got the memo. <laughs> he, he definitely got that memo. <laughs> so, so in your honor tonight... We listened to your podcast. We love your show. Thank you. So we brought, we busted out the whiskey, and I'm a big fan of your old stuff. Uh, uh, protest for a dipshit. Oh yeah, yeah. So I busted out the lip dinner too. I got some Copenhagen long cut, and I got some Maker's Mark whiskey. And we got a little bit more on three fingers going on because hey, we're from Wisconsin. I was gonna say that accent sounds. Uh, you sound like you're from the Midwest. <laughs> Definitely, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we were over by La Crosse, Wisconsin, about thirty minutes from La Crosse. Okay. Right, right on the Mississippi. Okay, nice. Where is that? Uh, is that kind of got some like Mississippi uh, spunk to it, or what? A lot of beer. It gets pretty cold. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So what I want to dive into with you tonight, man, you have so many cool stories. And what I really wanted to uh, kind of start with was I want to hear firsthand your story about your grandpa at Thanksgiving. Uh, oh. This is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and, uh, I, and the people who don't listen to your show to listen to our show, they got to hear this firsthand. So if you don't mind, I would love to, I would love to hear this oh. one more time. Yeah, it was uh, quite the event. I was about 16 years old, so this rewinds back to 2006. And I uh, come into my uh, my grandfather's house, and there is a, a woman sitting there, a black woman. And I was just thinking, because we got a lot of family from out east, like eastern Canada. And uh, I was like, I looked at my auntie, and I'm like, hey, is that like a cousin of ours that I don't know? I'm like a naive 16-year-old boy. I don't know fuck all. And she goes, no, that's your grandpa's friend. And I wasn't cluing in. And... 
finally it hit and i'm like oh fuck that's a that's a hooker and yeah he brought he brought a hooker to thanksgiving dinner and it just was the most magnificent thing i've ever seen and um as the night progressed it was like uh i don't know probably about 6 30 in the evening and this woman went across the street and and stole the neighbor's dog because she thought it was inhumane that that it was tied up in the front yard because the old man lives in uh in like a retirement kind of home not a complex like a kind of like those condo complexes you know like the so it's, there's no fence yards and she thought this was inhumane and decided to steal the dog and it which caused the commotion in the neighborhood and and, and from there it was just beautiful and and yeah, here uh, I brought it up to him actually not too long ago, and he laughed about it. And he goes, "Oh yeah," he he goes, "Yeah, I remember, her. I remember her. What a wonderful girl!" And I was like, "Didn't you think that was weird?" And he goes, "What was weird about it?" And he made me feel stupid for asking him that he brought a hooker <laughs> to Thanksgiving dinner, which I respect him for. <laughs> you have to. You have he to. Got it. Yeah, he's a he's a major fan of prostitution. He's told me many stories of uh, all the hookers and all the. He's a trucker, so he knows like every brothel in the states. And in uh, he's he's a perverted, wise old man. Yeah, I know how that is. My old man. I'm the co-host, by the way. I didn't. Have, I ain't even got a chance to get a word in. <laughs> big boys spouting off. Um, yeah, the old man's a trucker, mm -hmm. and his name is Todd, too, so on your Christmas bit, when you're talking about guys whose name was Todd with two Ds, oh, yeah. kind of got upset. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh, man. I laughed. That was funny. <laughs> and Greg with two Gs. I don't know anybody named Greg that has two Gs, thank God. No, you don't want to meet one. I hear they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you are the self-proclaimed alberta rattlesnake yeah yeah the self-proclaimed alberta rattlesnake nobody wants no smoke once uh the devil-fisted fucking old milwaukee start coming out red or blue label whatever one is free <laughs> <laughs> so across so hack across to me i have the Wisconsin pronounced Wisconsin rattlesnake. This is Austin, yeah. not us, that the yeah. co-host. Co-host. He's a state champion wrestler. From a long time ago. Long time ago. He can st it's not that long ago because <laughs> you can still count it on your fingers how many years ago it was. So he's at nine right now. Okay. <laughs> nice. So when you say uh, you, you were a wrestler, are you talking like professional wrestling or like uh, collegiate wrestler? Were you a collegiate wrestler? Uh, just, uh, just high school. I, I hung it up after – after the old senior year, I was done with it. Interesting. So you were the state champ, hey? A lot of people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me, like Americans and like their pride and like school pride and stuff like that. Like, I, I've never, I've never quite understood it, and I think it's like, it's humorous to me because like every time I go down there and be like, yeah, I went to. Yeah, uh, Mississippi Tech, and I'm like, cool, right on. Is that another one that you picked <laughs> up or what? <laughs> oh, I think it's nuts too. Like when you watch like college, like college game day, and you like you go to like you know you see like University of Alabama, mm -hmm. and those people there, it's packed, it's crazy. They're fucking drunk and high. They're, you know, <laughs> these kids are fucking going nuts, and it's all over 
a game of pads and a ball, and these guys go out there kick the shit out of each other. It's amazing. It's America. It's wonderful. Oh, man, yeah. You guys do it right down there. Like, uh, I just watched – I was just talking about this with my buddy, actually. I was watching uh, – I can't remember the name of the show. It's on Amazon Prime, but it's about uh, uh, Michigan State's football team in, t- in the 2016 season with uh, Jim Harborough. Uh, and, and like the path that the team took and, and fuck me, man, it blows me away that these kids have to play almost professional sports and on top, be a full-time student on top of everything that just, that blows my mind. And then they get like, they don't make no money. They don't get paid off of any of that. That's insane. No, I know. Yeah, it's insane to a lot of people here too, because you know, this, these schools are raking in billions of dollars. Uh-huh. Nothing, nothing on top of it. So yeah, that, to me that's hilarious as well. I mean, it's just it's just another way for the NCAA to just keep on taking money. It's another way for these colleges to keep on ripping away money because you know tuition's so goddamn high too that you know just Dave student loan forgiveness it's coming out. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't uh, the NCAA looking into paying their collegiate athletes now? I think they're not looking into paying them, but I think they're able to make money off their own names, off their own likeness, I should say, in the correct terms, off their own likeness. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just reading this now. Student athletes to receive compensation for third-party endorsements, both related to and separate from athletics. Ah, yeah. Okay, so now they can, like, get a Gatorade deal or a Nike deal. And yeah. That's good. Fuck them. Did, did you just look that up on your own? Yeah. <laughs> So we're looking for a researcher. We're, not, we're never busy. <laughs> oh, dude, I got nothing but time on my hands. So, like, I'll sit in here and be like, I wonder what happened to, you know, Anthony Cumier in 2006 with the Opie and Anthony show. Then I'll start, like, fucking Googling. All, and then I go down this rabbit hole and be like, oh, what, what's going on with that Howard deal? How did, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I get bored. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's well. Half of our show is usually doing like nerd culture, so like that's what I'm we okay. do. We sit there, we'll sit there on our Snapchat group chat, and we'll talk about fucking Star Wars and <laughs> like Marvel movies and shit like that. We'll just like just push the hell out of it. We have the most interesting conversations that never meet meet our podcast just in the Snapchat. I wish we could just screenshot and sell it as a fucking like like a fucking comic book. <laughs> what, what the hell? Do, what do these goons talk about today? Yeah, oh, that's it. Hey, it's a popular niche. Like a ton of my guys or my buddies are fucking always into. They're up to speed with the Marvel universe, and they're always arguing with one another about what should happen here. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I've seen Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, like I thought. <laughs> I thought Deadpool was brilliant, and I'll watch like. Uh, I know there's a difference between what is it, Marvel, and what's the other universe? There's like two universes. DC. DC, yeah. Like whatever one comes out, like if, a, if, if everybody's ranting and raving about the Batman movie, I'll go watch it. But like I, to me, it's like a foreign language. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> It's yeah. I guess like for us growing up, it's just fun, you know. Because me and Austin went to go see uh Batman Dark Knight Rises like fucking four times and four times in theaters. Yeah, we fucking ran that theater dry watching old Bane sneaking, and Batman sneaking fucking cheeseburgers in the fucking yeah. theater down my pants. Yeah, you fuck can't bring man. food in. So yeah, so Austin fucking makes me stop at McDonald's. He fills up his fucking belt line full of McDoubles. We go into the fucking movie theater. He walks oh, yeah. in there like a gangster in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey man it's expensive in there like a bag of popcorn it's like what ten dollars you can get fucked if you think i'm paying that no shit like 650 for a large soda yeah what am i supposed to do have a fucking large soda and go to the store and get a fucking ten dollar can of chew like are you fucking kidding me i'm selling 16 bucks now and if the movie's not that good i'm going home pissed off and a little old chew like what do you want me to do here yeah exactly at least you get something out of it rather than a good old fisting <laughs> That's right. So as the old Alberta rattlesnake. Yeah. Obviously you are a Attitude Era wrestling fan. Big time. Yeah. Huge fan. Was Stone Cold Steve Austin your favorite wrestler? No, uh Road Dog Jesse James was my favorite in the Attitude Attitude Era. I was a big Outlaws fan. Hell yeah, man. I actually I love Billy Kidd. No, not Billy Kidd, uh Billy Gunn. Yeah. Mr. Ass. Yeah. Yes. No, the WrestleMania 2000, uh, the Nintendo 64 game, his fucking intro song was my favorite of all time. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, um, oh, sorry. You go ahead. I was going to say, what was your take on the old Montreal screw job, though? Uh, you know, like, obviously, I'm a I'm a big Bret Hart fan because he's because uh, he's from Alberta and everything. And you know what? Like, it, it is. It, there's so much to take away. Like Vince has got to do a job and was it the proper way of doing it? I don't think so. I think that that's, it's hard. It's heartbreaking to watch a guy like Bret Hart get treated like that. Cause he's been in that, in the WWF at the time or WWE for so long. And then to watch him get fucked over like that was, and this is like again. I'm watching this as a, like a young person, so I got to go back in my like late twenties and like get the whole gist of everything. But the best part about that whole deal is he knocked out fucking Vince McMahon in the locker room. Yeah, butt ass kid. Yeah, I, yeah, that was the closing bit to it. it was <laughs> him getting clocked, and then he like shatter his nose with that shot too. Oh yeah. I watched a documentary on it, and he said he fucking lifted him right off the ground, uppercutted him right off the ground. But yeah, I think he did get fucked up. Yeah, he broke his nose, or, or uh, he definitely fucking clipped him with a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly fucking so. You deserve to get punched in the face for fucking a guy over, especially in his own country. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you knew, like, the whole stadium is, I guess that's, show business like at the end of the day but to do it in canada i guess it means more and it's going to draw more eyeballs to the wwf at the time so you can't like and you know vince is a fucking he, he has a hard on for the views and and making sure the attention's on the wwf rather than the wcw back then so i mean uh, power to him, I guess. At the end of it, he, I guess, Vince got what he wanted, but I don't think that's like the correct way of doing it, in my personal take. Well, Bret Hart is a fucking icon. He's the reason why I got these fucking pit vipers. Because <laughs> I want to look more like Bret Hart. That's why I got him. Yeah. It's not a stigma. It's nothing. I want to get a leather jacket next. I want to get a fucking tight pair of jeans. I want to look like Bret Hart. Yeah, but they better be fucking pink. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And he was, like, part of the reason of, like, invoking one of the best groups of ever. When, like, uh, like the name uh, for D-Generation X did come from the hitman himself. 
the guy's an icon. Yeah, like uh, he's done so much for the organization to, to see him like get treated like that and then, you know, doing that crossover to the WCW. It just because it wasn't the same, you know, like seeing him there, it didn't have that same appeal to me personally. No, it didn't for me either growing up. I mean, WCW, I guess, didn't really have that for me either because really? I just kind of got heavy into watching wrestling when Stone Cold started becoming Stone Cold. So, like, my Stone eyeballs went to stars out left and right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You signed the paperwork, here's a stunner. You signed the paperwork, here's a stunner. <laughs> Throw me a couple fucking cold ones. I'm going to clash them and keep on stunnering. It was the perfect fucking outlaw mentality. It was perfect. Yeah, 100%. You get low on whiskey, you're happy. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like there's more ice in that thing than uh, anything ah. else. <laughs> well, that's my policy. I, I I fill up the halfway full of ice. I fucking pour the whiskey until the ice floats, and then I take my coke. I splash it in there a couple times. Ah, okay, okay. It's a good. That's a good way of doing it. It, it works. There's no science. You know, just it's all visual. You see it float. Oh, good enough. Get the coke. <laughs> I saw some. I saw something today on the fucking some fucking freak from across the pond over in the UK. Ugh. Said that the 68 million people that live in the UK can all drink everybody in, in the United States. See, I don't consider Wisconsin a part of the United States. I we consider us a, a alone. Just as a state, they are pissing over there, though. Have you, have you been to the UK before? <laughs> no. no oh my God, they're booze bags, man. <laughs> they like they they just get absolutely liquored. It's part of their culture. It's like it's different. It's so different over there than uh, here. Even like Canada and the right. Canada and the U.S. are so much, uh, they're alike and so different at the same time. But man, like over there, when five o'clock hits, you are going to the pub. My uh, my old stepdad is actually he's from England, and he tells me like stories, and he's like, yeah, it's true. Like, they're they literally shut the fucking bars down at eight o'clock so that way people will go home. <laughs> and it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that's one way to go home. You know, the missus is always waiting for eight, eight o'clock. Oh yeah, and I, like you, it's so funny because like in a place like London, obviously it's a little more suit and tie rather than a blue collar uh, mentality, and you see these guys in suits that are absolutely polluted on the on like the bus and in their their train system. There, it's it's priceless. It's beautiful. I should go check that out. Oh yeah, you October. Oktoberfest has always kind of been on my fucking marker. Like, I always want to see German Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. Because La Crosse, Wisconsin has a humongous Oktoberfest, too. And we didn't get to have it this year because I was the fucking cold. Right. I would have still went. If they would have said, you know what, we're going to ignore this virus for 72 hours, I would have spent the best 72 hours in those minutes there. 100%. There in La Crosse getting fucking pounded. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I'm, I'm just being that guy right now. A buddy of mine went to Oktoberfest and was able to catch Ramstein play at in the same week. And he's, it was like one of the, I, I don't know what Germany's big uh, metal festival is, but he was, he specifically flew over there because Ramstein was playing the week of Oktoberfest. So you got to take in both of that. And I like, I was extremely jealous. Actually, it was his honeymoon for their wedding. He said it was phenomenal. That'd be amazing. Like all the bands that could have been there too behind Ram. Oh, like, all, you know. yeah. I, 
I wish I had an, an I, I can't even I can't even think of the name of the event or what even to search to bring it up. But he said it like, yeah, Oktoberfest is just something that you've never seen before. Well, it's a month long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they they love they love to hit the gas. <laughs> Speaking of gas, time for a refill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You drinking act? What are you drinking? Uh, currently, right now, I've been kind of off the liquor for a minute, so I've been uh, keeping it pretty kosher. What'd you do? Uh, I got well. I kind of had. I ran into a little problem with substance abuse uh, about a year and a half ago, so I was uh, just decided it was time to clean up the life. And like, I, I still like. Don't get me wrong. I'll go for a beer with my buddies and shit like that. But uh, yeah. Cocaine got the best of me, so it was time to clean up my life. <laughs> yeah, good on yeah. you. Yeah, it's good on yeah. you. Yeah, so, like, I still I don't mind a good cocktail from now, uh, time and time again, especially when I go back to my hometown uh, down in Tabor, because I'm currently living in Edmonton right now. So when I go down there and, and I get together with all my old buddies and stuff like that and go and stay at my cousin's farm with them, usually we spend a good portion of the evening tipping back some – Budweiser's or he always has these craft like whiskeys from around the province. So he'll, he's always here, try this, try that, try this. We're usually skanked in his shop. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you don't drink anymore? Take this, you fucking pussy. Oh yeah. I know when I'm going back home, I'm, I'm hitting the liquor up, up in the city right now. It's like pretty much closed down because like, Obviously, with COVID restrictions in Canada, uh, where the province that I live in, Alberta, is back on lockdown, so there is not a damn thing open. Yeah, yeah see, this was the opposite. Like, we got shut down for a while, and then the government said, you know, when it opens, it's going to open. But then the Wisconsin Tavern League came on and said, at fucking 6 o'clock, you were opening your doors. And it was just an absolute fucking shit yeah. show. Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever didn't spread, it fucking spread that minute. <laughs> there's a bar, there's a bar, it's just a little shit bar, it's, you know, outside of Berry Mill, or in Berry Mills, Nick's, oh, yeah. and they had a picture there, I think you could probably fit like 75 people in that fucking place, and I think there's like 220 people in there, oh, shoulder to shoulder, lined up for the beers, <laughs> I mean, you gotta support your local business, I get it, but at the same time, you're gonna get sick as fuck, dude, I mean, stay so with you guys being the halfway point between Chicago and Minneapolis, are you a Vikings fan or a Bears fan? Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, uh, I am actually, I am actually a Vikings fan living in Wisconsin, so I'm hostile territory all the time. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I see. I I grew up being successful. My all my sports franchises are successful. So the Green Bay Packers <laughs> are close to my heart. We got Aaron Rodgers at the helm. We're going for the bowl this year. NFC North champions. It's wonderful. <laughs> I couldn't imagine cheering for another team because they all fucking suck, hack. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I uh I, I try and pay attention. I know little the fuck all about football, so I, I just like I throw it on Sunday and I just watch and gamble on it. So my cousin the cousin is just a diehard football fan. He could sit here and chat football with you all day long, stats, all that shit. But uh no, I'm I'm a Steelers fan. The whole family is the Steelers, Steel Nation. So we that's been the team that I just kind of gravitated towards first. 
I absolutely love Mike Tomlin, so I guess I could say a cheer for the Steelers. Yeah. He's just that face of a, of a franchise. He's just amazing. He's been there for so long. And, of course, he got beat by the Packers in 2010. In <laughs> a little dig. I like it. <laughs> so you got to love it. No, I seriously, I do cheer for that, you know, the family who ran that, the, the pride in that organization. It reminds me a lot of what I cheer for, so I got to respect them. Do you think Big Ben uh, is actually going to retire this year? And, and, like, now that he's hinting at it, you think this is his year to hang him up? I think we will see what happens around the league because he's playing too well. He's, he's playing really good football right now. Yeah. So I, I, I have a hard time watching him go. So I did see a rumor too that Drew Brees in New Orleans is going to retire at the end of the year. So really, that'd be a big. That one. is would be a big. And the Saints are like uh, they're doing. Are they doing okay? Like I said, I'm I'm fucking horrible at keeping up on sports. No, I think they are number right now. They're the second in the NFC. Oh, okay. Right behind the Green Bay Packers, of course. Now, what's your thought? What's your take on um, now that Brady is in? Uh, Tampa Bay and Belichick. Now, what what is it? I just seen a stat. This is the first season since. Uh, oh man, I want to say I think somebody said it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where they've been a seven and five team. Do you think that? Uh, uh, now, with that being said, was it Bill Belichick or Brady that kind of carried? Like, who would you take? I would take. I would say Belichick is still carrying the helm because it's not his fault that COVID took away half his defense. That is true. A, a lot of players sat out. They're stud middle linebacker. I think two defensive linemen that were starters sat out and then another safety sat out. So like half of their defensive starters sat out and plus whatever on offense. So I would say Belichick still because he's still kind of in that playoff hunt without Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, but he's still he's still just being Bill Belichick, any team he's with is an automatic player. Oh, absolutely. So it's yeah, he. I don't, yeah, look, looking at Brady right now too, he's not really doing that hot. You know, if he had the receivers, let's say that. I know I don't want to compare him to Aaron Rodgers, but let's say that he had the receivers that Ben Roethlisberger had. Would Tom Brady still be as good as Tom Brady? I would say no. So that offense he's playing in is built around Rob Gronkowski, who's an absolute fucking animal, playing football and at the bar. Antonio Brown, who's an absolute freak of nature, even though he had to sit out most of last year, but he's still a great fucking football player. And then you got Mike Evans and then that Godwin kid. Evans is a pro baller. Godwin's a borderline pro baller. And then they have LaShawn McCoy and then their other running back. That, that team is built to be a fucking powerhouse. So why aren't they doing mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So that's my take. I, I would say Belichick's winning this because look at the weapons that Brady has and he's not producing. Belichick wins, in my opinion. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I try. I, I give it my best. I'm not. I don't. I don't have a suit and tie for ESPN, but sometimes I give it my best. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. So speak, speaking of breaking stuff down, yeah. Hack, um, I seen online. You, you're obviously a mixed martial arts fan. You know some yeah. guys, probably a lot of them like me. Nate Diaz fired back, fired back at uh, Logan Paul. I oh. think it is Logan or Jake Paul. Oh. Oh. So, so, <laughs> and you get and you get this Paul kid. I don't know if you ever looked at his Instagram. I seen this as a uh, thing was it last night or two nights ago. 
he the only follow or only person he's following on Instagram is Conor McGregor. Yeah, Blake. currently it's right now he's following Dylan Dennis's ex or something like that, and uh, and <laughs> Conor McGregor's wife. D-W. Yeah, D-W. I don't. So I think this kid's gonna get in a lot of trouble. I just seen some news broke that the Irish mob has threatened to fucking kidnap him. So I think he's starting. To, oh yeah, my God. that's a ser- that's a fucking serious yeah. thing. Please, God, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm about tired of this. And then I just seen, like, a barstool threw up a video of him, like, basically doing some drive-by of throwing garbage at Dylan Dennis. And then it's like, go, go, go. And, like, as soon as he starts sprinting at him, I, like, I don't know. I think the kid is, like, you know what? I will give him credit where it's due. He is in every fucking headline on every sports network, and he's drumming up a lot of attention his way, more than he did, like, I would say, uh, look at us. Like, we're talking about it. So he's doing the right thing, and I can give him credit there. Do I think he – like, to me, is I fought. So to me, I look at it maybe different. And probably the same with you by wrestling. You were in a combat sport. There's, like, respect and honor there. Like, there's okay to shit talk, but, like, come on, man. At least. Yeah, there's got, there's a line you don't fuck Yeah, about. and at least be able to back it up. You punched out a fucking, right. what, retired NBA athlete that trained for three <laughs> fucking months. Meanwhile, you've trained for three years. If you lost that fight, you are pathetic. You also barely. <laughs> you all or no? I guess his brother was a lot. The, no, he fought a fucking YouTuber too, in like an amateur boxing match. He's not a good fighter. He's gonna get torched. And that's that's the one that's trying to fight Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather, like yeah. you're gonna get your fucking teeth. Yeah, there's I, <laughs> Floyd Smart. He knows he's going in there and he's gonna make bank and he's not gonna lose. He's not gonna tarnish his record from some bum that's zero and one. <laughs> it's pathetic in my mind. If you add, uh, so, Hack, are you going to put a stamp on that? You're going to say Floyd May- Mayweather in what round? I think he's going to do the exact same thing he did to fucking McGregor. He's the he's the best defensive boxer ever, ever. He's going to drag him into deep water where he doesn't like. He's not even going to be able to hold his fucking hands up, and then he can pick his shots. You're not going to if you think that some like some bum that's been training for like two years is going to go up and mark up the best defensive boxer of our time. If not ever, we're insane. We're insane. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I think Floyd goes and gets his paid and knocks him out round one. To go that's home. kind of what my, if I'm Mayweather and I got some shithead like that coming at me, I ain't, nope, I'm making an example. Yeah. And, and he's going to expose him so bad because he knows how to set up those shots. He knows that he can – he's going to be able to fucking have him shell and that body shot's going to be there. And then his hands drop. And then you have that chin open. Like there's he, – he's a veteran. He's got 50 goddamn professional fights and all – with like <laughs> – what is it? 17 title defenses or 18 title defenses? Like those – that's 12 rounds of boxing. Like he's conditioned. He's in great shape. Right. No, he's he's still just a little, you know, just a little, you know, he, he's in the gym all the time. You see it, you know, in this. Yeah, I don't think shit. he's never just like sitting. Around. No, those guys. See what I want to what I want to see though, hack. I want to see uh, the resurgence of Nick Diaz going there if I won these polo kids. I would love to watch that, man. I would love to watch that. Now all these guys like he's yapping. Uh, who did he? He just yapped on Twitter too. Um, 
shit, I can't remember. There's there's a few guys that he's just fucking yapped, and it's like these guys are veterans. These guys are killers. You can't hang with them, man. Like these, they hit. They know how to hit. They've been doing this for a long time. It doesn't matter if they're mixed martial artists or not. Like they still can outbox you. Oh, and, you know, like I just love it when people are like, well, if he, you know, he could beat Conor McGregor. I'm like, no, he fucking can't. no. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor is a fucking savage in the ring. He, he is dusted as close to Jose Aldo oh, inside sorry. ten seconds in a championship fight. Like he fucking slept him. And he and he was like practicing that same shot for like fucking two weeks. He got on that mm-hmm. camera. Him him setting up his fucking left hook or that left straight that knocks him right out. He anticipates everything that happens to him. The guy's a fucking magician. Say what you want about his trash talk. You could hate him for that. That's fine. But this fucking guy, Conor McGregor, is the real deal striking with anybody. I don't care who you are. The guy's a fucking. And he, he knocked out. He knocked out Cerrone with fucking shoulder yeah. shots. Are you fucking nuts? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? He shit talked himself into a giant payday with Mayweather. And and at the end of the day, I don't think that he did that bad. No, no, I thought he uh, made mixed martial arts look really, really good for those eight rounds. I want to say rounds. he won. He won like two rounds. I thought he won round, round one and two. I yeah, think he won or was it one and three? He was definitely the aggressor in two rounds for sure. In where uh, it, on the scorecard, he definitely won two rounds out of that fight. But that 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 yeah, guys, he was. He's a magician. He's he's so good at mm-hmm. what he does. I mean, it's... And and like right now is the dumbest time to try and pick shit with him. Right now he's getting prepped for Dustin Poirier, the number two ranked lightweight in the fucking UFC. Like this is your timing is irrelevant, or your timing is just horrible. Sorry, to try and like provoke him into any sort of nonsense online. Like he is focused. He's just it's like he. I believe that I or I would like to think that. UFC gold means more to him than boxing some dipshit for fifty million. I don't. I don't think that fight even makes fifty million. No. Well, he offered him. Well, he offered him yeah. fifty million. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a backer for it. Said, "I'll give you fifty million to fight you." <laughs> mm-hmm. That's breaking news, hack. I didn't yeah. Know that. Sound the fucking sirens. It's like t- yesterday or the day before? No. I yeah. Yeah. Well, fifty million. I'll fucking fight him right now. Hell yeah. Heck, why don't you fucking hop I on gladly this? would. You, why don't you start calling I uh, When that first YouTube little ball, I, I watched uh, some guy do a TikTok dance in, in the middle of the fight, and I immediately hopped on him on Twitter and, and just, like, yapped the shit out of him, and I was hoping to line something up with this guy, but it, it never it failed to do so. I don't even know who the YouTuber is. He's some gamer. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking – I just – basically said he was a loser like you're a loser and he, oh, whatever man and I, I definitely struck a nerve with him so i should figure out who it is and try and line that up and come and take his chin home with me can we get front seat tickets absolutely i'd imagine it'd be in america so <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great so um who do you like in that fight then conor mcgregor or uh, dustin poirier Oh, that it's a good fight. I mean, Poirier is coming back for redemption. Um, and again, like the last we've seen with McGregor was with Cowboy, and he looked phenomenal. I I don't know. Overall, I I, I would like to give Poirier the edge because I think like uh, 
you know, a guy like, well, I guess in the Diaz fight, you kind of, he helped expose a little bit of uh, McGregor's like holes in his game. But again, it's his striking. He's so w- aware of where he is. Like to think of those shoulder strikes in that moment and that time is unreal. And then to dummy a guy with it too. Like you're not, you're not, yeah, yeah. you're not expecting that in a clinch <laughs> at all. So, well, it's a wonderful way to create space, especially for how he fights. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck. you're going to come in here to hold me. Well, here's my fucking shoulder. There's your fucking nose. You're going to back up. I'm going to head kick you, and you're going to hit the ground. I'm going to finish you with a couple of left hands, and we're going to go home to red panty night. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, right? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I think even uh, McGregor coming in that fight still kind of has the edge even though being ranked lower, like uh, that rank system is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's happy horseshit at times, but. I think it's fair though, too, because it does show, you know, it does kind of like segregate between active fighters and guys who fight once mm-hmm. a year. You know what I mean? So I think that kind of helps in that sense, but you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And like, uh, he's coming off some big wins off big names. Like, you know what I mean? Like beating, Fuck Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez. Like, there's, there's just he's backing it up. Like, he's not a, a, a shitty fighter by any means. I mean, like, it, it'll be. No, Poirier is really. He good. is. He is. I've been like really riding the hype train of Nick Diaz coming back. I love Nick Diaz. Yeah. He is probably top five favorite fighters of all time. Mm-hmm. This is the most intense guy who's ever fought in the UFC. Say what you want about how he's portrayed by people, but this guy is 100% mentally always there. I don't care how long he's sat out. This is a guy who does triathlons, does marathons all the time. He's always in shape, and he is such a scrappy fighter, and he's so good on the ground that like he just catches people off guard all the time. He will, he, he will hit you with 20% power shots for two rounds, that turned up to 30%, and then 7%, and then that final round, he's going to fuck you up with everything he has because he still has in the tank. The guy's an animal. And I think he can still compete today. Yeah, that's, the, that's the thing. He may be 30-whatever years old. No offense, Hack. I know you just, you just turned 30. I'm not saying that's old. We ain't far off. We're not, I'm 28, he's 27. So, yeah, we're not far off. But, you know, this guy, he's just he's a different breed. And then so, he has, like, a little bit of social awkwardness, I would say. He does not like the media. He doesn't like other people, apparently. He doesn't sell wolf tickets. The guy's an animal. I love him. And you know what? When he does talk shit, he backs it up. Like, both those brothers come in and they fight. Like, they're love, – like, love them or hate them, you know? Like, they're both – they have this pizzazz that you you still respect, you know? Like, he, like, uh, like even Nate Diaz, both these brothers, they both show up. Nobody would step to the plate to fight McGregor and Diaz was like both of them. Like you said, they fucking, they're always in shape doing these ultra marathons and shit. And yeah, he stepped like his only training was basically, yeah, he was preparing for a marathon. Like, so like, I I remember a lot like listening to mm -hmm. Rogan and Nick Diaz used to swim to Alcatraz and back. Holy just, just to do it. Yeah. 
They, like, how many people are locked up in there and they couldn't even, you know, they got halfway and got ate by sharks? Well, that one fucking guy did it. I can't remember who the fuck that prisoner was who did, dug through the fucking wall and jumped into the water and swam across. What the hell was that guy's name? Well, there was three of them. There was three of them, but they, they yeah, caught yeah, two and they never yeah. caught the other one. They don't <laughs> yeah. know if he's dead or alive. They don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> he went to yeah. It's my Long, long do you know that's probably your <laughs> yeah it's my grandfather <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was way back in the day way back in the day yeah i'm aging a hack i didn't mean to do that <laughs> uh, yeah so uh i've been I, yeah i've been a fan of yours for a long time i used to absolutely love watching the pro tips for a dipshit is there like any in particular that stand out to you is like one of your favorites uh my favorite is the it's like it, it's called uh, we called it the loaded weapon and like all these like stem from like tips and, and, and like little tricks that all the old boys around the rink would kind of tell us. And the, my favorite one is like, I got told one time from like a, a kid that or not, I guess I shouldn't say a kid. It was a guy, a father at the time. And he's like, Hey, what we used to do. Cause I still, I grew up in the era of like wooden sticks. I always use wooden sticks and he told me to uh, throw your – like, I did this. I never did it, but he, he gave me this tip, and I never, just never fucking used it. I should have. But to throw your stick in the shower and let it waterlog so that way your stick is about 10 pounds heavier and it won't break because of the wood being soaked with all that water. It has a little more give to it. And you would use that slash guys and it would cause like you could seriously hurt people with it. And and like the all these like old tips and tricks came from like dudes that would do this in the in the locker room and all these like kind of heinous ways to try and sneak like little injuries on guys to get an, an advantage in the game. And it's like just brutal, brutal tactics, which I thought were fucking hilarious, and nobody ever talks about these things. So it just kind of started with that. <laughs> so are you still how uh, are you still selling out the old Danger Cat stuff? Because I remember I used to shop online for Danger Cats. Yeah, here. I would never be able to. Yeah, get uh, I fucking love, I love the I love the product. I've always wanted to get my hands on some. I just never. I sit on my wallet hack. I'm uh, <laughs> not. No, no, no. It seems like the demographic I play to is uh, not so much like the online uh, shopping type. It's usually like their wives buying them shit or something like that. It's so funny because you feel like a female's name getting like a 3XL hoodie. And it's like, oh, that's a whole lot of woman or she's buying for for the old man. Yeah, yeah, that the the slogan you had there. Can you can you tell everybody what your slogan was? Because that was the best. Slogan heavy metal, seen. heavy women, heavy drinking. That is the <laughs> best slogan I've ever seen. Because that fit me and Austin's protocol in Wisconsin. <laughs> because that's what we did, hack. I had a jeep. We'd go downtown the cross. We'd what? fucking slam on the old Lamb of God. Walk with me in hell, and we pretend we were tough guys, and we go to bars, and that's what we did. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like the rig pigs up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this is a true story. I guess I can get an awkward story out of my way, too. So, I was uh, probably 21. I was working 
you know, a weird job. I was working third shift. And to keep myself awake, I would toss on fans like Lamb of God or whatever. But in this particular case, I was going home. And I was parked in front of the stop sign in front of the, the, the cathedral on the cross. And I had my radio jammed up all the way. You remember how loud that radio was in my fucking Jeep? Yeah, it was fucking stupid. It was retarded loud. It was crazy. I had it cranked. And to keep myself awake, I had a long, long shift. I had a walk of me and hell on. And I was singing the song right in front of the cathedral. And this lady pulls up to the side of me. I had my windows down, middle of winter, screaming the lyrics to the song. <laughs> and she's like looking at me like I should be wearing a helmet. All right, I probably should lay off the windows. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably like the most awkward moment I ever had in my life. But I'm proud of it. It built me as a person because I can obviously sing great metal music. Obviously, this mother hated me. So... And realistically, is a great. You can't fucking please everybody. You can't please everybody. You can't. Yeah, you can't. No, everybody. no, no. Different strokes, different folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did uh, the old Uncle Hack podcast start here? I seen you're on episode twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I just listened. Good. Um, I kind of I used to do a podcast when I first started doing them with my buddy Tanner and other uh, Tanner Bozer. He's now in the UFC, and then uh, another guy, and then there was two other guys. My old kickboxing coach and another training uh, partner of Tanner's. I didn't necessarily train with him. Uh, Big Chris is his name. He's a behemoth of a man, and. Uh, us four would sit down and we just started doing the Danger Cats podcast and we just and over time it kind of uh, we were sporadic with episodes and it like we would get going with it and then it would you know it it was always up and down and then as uh, time went on I just decided to do it solo and kept continuing with the name uh, the Danger Cats podcast. And uh, I don't know, just uh, just with the way my life was going and shit like that, I was just like, again, it was like uh, getting into the drugs and all that. And I was like, I just need like a, like even a small makeover of some sort, like a, some sort of positive change. So I just rebranded it, the Uncle Hack podcast, and then just bring guests on. And it was like a way to kind of separate me from the brand a little bit. I mean, there's an understanding, like if, if people follow Danger Cats, they probably know or maybe they don't know of me it, 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 and try to keep those two kind of separate like as me as a character and the brand being um it's almost own character itself on top of it but yeah uh, yeah since rebranding it to that it's been nothing but great like uh we're doing awesome with it i uh, record it all i produce everything with it and slowly we're uh, growing numbers and downloads uh, today. I was just looking to see what the reporting was on it. And I think we're, um, where are we sitting? Uh, we're doing right now, like we're ranked 55 in Canada for our iTunes in the comedy section, which is like phenomenal to me. And I'm grateful every day that, you know, this gets to be something that I get to do. I would say your podcast is number one <laughs> every week. You know, last, the last couple of weeks, I, just, well, I, mean, I listened to you. and I listened Oh, to man, you. I love Pat McAfee. Yeah. That's, uh... and that's, uh, those are like the only two shows I listened to. In the oh, world. really? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And it actually, it actually made my day 
when I messaged you, and you like got back like within like eight hours. And I was like, yeah. "Hey, hack, I'm Louis P. Schreier. I run the Pure Steel podcast. Can you please come on my show?" And you said, "Absolutely, <laughs> fucking yes." And I messaged Austin as soon as I got it, and I was like, "Dude, we got hack." And that hey, made I, my fucking day. I I'm gonna be. 100% straight shooter. I didn't know who the fuck he was even talking about. <laughs> hey, that's all good, man. <laughs> well, I used to follow the original Danger Cat yeah. Snapchat channel. And then I and then you guys started getting shut down so fucking often that I lost track of what fucking Snapchat was what. Things weren't mm-hmm. fucking working. And then, yeah, and then after that, I kind of lost you. Then like I just typed in Danger Cats one day. On the on the YouTube, this is a couple of years ago, and I started seeing these protests yeah. of the dipshit. And then I, and then you know, obviously life goes on, you get older, and then I just got bored one day, and I fucking typed in Danger Cats on fucking Instagram, and I found you, and I've been following you now probably yeah. for a year or so, and then we started this podcast about I don't know twenty five oh, okay. years ago or so. Yeah, well, this is twenty. Yeah, this is twenty. This is episode. This is episode yeah. twenty. Yeah. So welcome well, to episode, twenty. Yeah. I episode brain 20. Yeah, episode 20. And so, yeah, it just I went full circle. Because, yeah, like I said, Thank I'm a you. huge fan of yours. This has been fucking awesome. Like, yeah, you are uh, you are definitely like a, a hidden pop culture hero that everybody definitely <laughs> needs to hear. Because your show is fucking phenomenal. Hack. Oh, I thanks. I, I, uh, I get in my head sometimes and it'll be like, I'll listen, like, uh, I'll listen to someone and I'll be like, this is fucking awful. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I can't believe listen to this shit and and, and uh um yeah i i, I don't know it, it's awesome to know that like people enjoy it and that um you know um i i don't know i'm kind of lost for words thanks man <laughs> yeah no it's it, obviously everyday working people listen to your show and obviously big titted tight pussy yeah the only type show. of women that are worth having around <laughs> You're fucking right. <laughs> but uh, I guess on that note, Hack, I really don't have too much more for you unless Austin has something left for you. I No, I'm like, I'm the co-host, man. I'm just, I'm just here to chime in. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I we love having you on. You're a phenomenal guest. You are definitely like a, a hero of sorts. In oh, lives. fuck off with that. I, <laughs> that's where I got to cut. That's you, where I got to step in here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said earlier you were yeah. kind of Deadpool. You are you are to podcasters what Deadpool is a Canadian to Canadian heroes. You're an anti-hero. Well, first of all, fucking Deadpool is a Canadian. Hero. Yeah, right. So that's, that's, yeah, no, I said that's, that's what I meant. Oh, all right. I is the character itself no, from Canada? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Come on, hack! You gotta get up on your uh, your uh, statistics here, buddy. You gotta. You got a researcher over there because we can sell you one. We have Dawson isn't here. We can sell you one for cheap. He's a part. Uh, I'm just a uh, okay. Uh, I know Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. I know that. Who's the best of all Canadian? time? Yeah, other than yourself, you got Robert Picton. Oh, <laughs> uh, if there's any Canadians that listen to your show, they just got my joke, but. Uh, <laughs> he was the guy that got busted for fucking uh, murdering a bunch of hookers out in British Columbia and feeding them to the to his pig farm. <laughs> 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 but uh, 
probably the best Canadian of all time. Oh man, that's a tough one. I would probably go with you got it like obviously it's a hockey player, of course, but I was always a big fan of uh Bobby Clark. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like back when uh you know when Philly was just a fucking brute force running through the league and, and winning Stanley Cups just by beating the hell out of other teams. I'm a big fan of Knuckles, man. Knuckles was the shit. Yeah, that's that's your guy? Oh, I love Knuckles. He's probably top three. I would say George St. Pierre, <laughs> Hack, <laughs> Knuckles. And Nyland was a psychopath. Yeah, he yeah. still is. He, I watched that documentary of his. Yeah, the guy he's still just, is. He's like, when he goes and plays those charity games... Like he's still intense, like in the room, and, and like yeah, yeah. If we've watched the same one, it's like where he goes and uh, um, I, he plays in like I, I think it's like some fucking charity game out in Montreal, and he's like intense in the room, like telling guys like fucking pick it up out there, like holy crap, Christ, <laughs> damn Almighty, this guy doesn't switch it off. Hey, heck, on skate, you're five and three as a mixed martial artist, so on skates. Bare knuckles. You are nylon. Who comes oh, nylon all day. I was not good at hockey fighting. I just talked a lot of shit. <laughs> I, one time, I like I. Th- this is kind of funny. Like I, I, I didn't play juniors, but I played senior, and then played up to midget, and then went to MMA. But uh, all on it. You, you were a fucking MVP. That is correct. You can't just say you. You can't say I yes. just went to midget. You were a fucking Hall uh, there. I'm cert, uh, currently seeking Hall of Fame refuge in the Tabor Sports Academies, but uh, <laughs> you deserve it without a question. And I think it's it appalls me every day, you know, that that it's not even considered and it's not on the town's radar. It just shows how deep corruption goes into politics. No shit. <laughs> and it's it's just it. It, it, it breaks my heart, you know, the fact that there's a giant corn stalk and we're known for corn and, and I can't get a, uh, you know, a nice statue of myself at the center of town. It's, it's despicable. It's despicable. <laughs> you know, I would move the table to that statue and I'd bow <laughs> Oh, man. There you go. You can uh, you can go check out Tabor Corn Fest every uh, end of August every year. It's at the end of harvest. It's a hell of a time. Um, it, it's uh, how do I explain this? You know how you guys have county fairs? Yeah, similar yeah. thing. Basically, exact same thing. It's just a big county fair called. Probably be like uh, be like Apple Fest or whatever. In, yeah. In- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that would be something worth checking out. Have you been to Canada before? I have been uh, about 20 minutes from the border in North Dakota. Okay, so into Ma- Manitoba? No, I've been like 20 minutes. Oh, oh okay. You've only... No. <laughs> I was just there. I was just, I was just that far in North Dakota this summer. And you did and uh, it was during the quarantine stuff, so they wouldn't oh. let me in anyways, Hack. I'm full of fucking disease, you know. Right, right, right. Like uh, kind of um, like Grand Forks area or, or like right? No, we were, uh, we were like right next to Westview, Montana. Oh, oh, okay. And we are from Westview, Wisconsin, so how, how ironic that I was That's... in Westview, Montana 
and I live in Westview, Wisconsin. So it's big fan of Montana. I was actually just talking about that. Um, we've a big place where a lot of Canadians where I'm from like to go is because like I grew up right close to um, the, the, the American border, like right on where Montana is. So we've yep. been to Great Falls for like hockey tournaments and all sorts of shit. But a lot of Canadians always go down to Whitefish, like that little ski town there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's yeah. I went to I went to uh, Williston, North Dakota, big oil oil area there. You see my I have a good friend there's a car. Oh okay. Went out there to visit him before I went to Yellowstone. But yeah, that, North Dakota is a fucking awful drive. I would not recommend that. No, no, it's like there's a reason. That, is it is that why they're called the uh, the flyover states? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like I would uh, resonate more with the people of flyover states than the east or west coast, especially like big time. No, absolutely. Yeah, we're kind of in the we're in a very rural area, but it's more hilly and more pleasing yeah. to see. <laughs> but uh but uh yeah uh we only got hour long seven oh, okay. hack so we're on 55 minutes 20 uh, 20 seconds um again thank you very much for coming on yeah, it's been a, a fucking honor thanks. if we can return the favor to come on your show eventually yeah. love it. but obviously no, no yeah. pressure <laughs> well uh um, we'll uh we'll, we'll come up with this I'm, I'm working on a live show right now so we're gonna hopefully enroll that here in 2021 and do that monday wednesday nights at uh Four to six p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. I I don't know what, what time zone are you in. Oh, okay. So it's like what an year, an hour ahead of me, I believe. An hour. Yep, hour one. Yes. One hour ahead. So yeah, it'd be about eight o'clock, or it'd be about yeah, f five to seven your time, and yeah, we're gonna start doing a a, a live stream every on our YouTube channel every Monday, Wednesday at that time. So we'll have to get you to come pop on for give a give a call in or some shit. Figure something out. Absolutely. Well, we come on. We we even do the fucking old uh, Zoom call too. Hack. We're not bad. <laughs> we we, you know, we can we can be seen. Perfect. That works for me. Only if we get to wear the pit vipers. Otherwise, you don't want to come. Yeah. On. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So this has been Uncle Hack of the Uncle Hack Podcast. This guy is a phenomenal host for his own show. He is number one in Canada, obviously. He should be in the Tabor Hall of Fame. We are going to hop on Twitter and fight for this. Yes. And uh, so thank you very much for coming on, man. It's been an absolute honor. And uh, on that note, thank you very much for listening to Pure Steel Podcast. It's been an absolute honor for to have everybody join in on us. So, all right, peace out. <laughs>